This is a Rooster Teeth production. This show is sponsored by ExpressVPN. <laughs> Protect your secure financial detail. Don't let hackers get them. Find out more at expressvpn.com slash RTTV. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Rooster Teeth Podcast. I'm Gus. I'm Brian. I'm Eric. I'm Andrew. Yay. Go buy it. Buy it. Buy the shirt. There's, there's so a mug. I want the mug. They let me make I, I drank coffee out of it this morning. Buy it so they let me make more. This is what that this is what I got. So buy it. This is <laughs> what I got. I've been here since the beginning. Yeah. And this is what this I is got. It. This shirt, yeah. there's there's some sweatpants. I couldn't wear them because the writing was on the left. I would have mm. to sit like this so you'd see it. Yep. Didn't make any sense. <laughs> you have to be doing a that, chorus line, yeah. just like a nice <laughs> kick kick line. I, I, I almost died, right? Like literally two minutes ago, right before we started here. The, the, we're, we're at the studio, and you know the studio's been empty for a long time. Uh-huh. And uh, when you got here, Brian, you commented on how clean the bathrooms were. Oh, and before we start, I normally go and take a pre-podcast piss. Sure. Way to go. Uh, I walked in there. <laughs> okay, I was nice. like, oh, we only got a couple minutes before we, we get started. Run out to the bathroom. Uh, in front of the urinal, there's like a little black pad, I guess, to keep you from stepping in all the piss yep. that mm-hmm. puddles up right there. <laughs> um, I put one foot on it to step uh, to secure myself as I was walking up to the urinal. And it moved. The whole thing just slipped. Oh. Well, and there's so much piss puddled up. What are you supposed to do? My left leg flew out from under me. I had to like grab onto the stall and the wall to stop myself from falling. <laughs> and I was like, if I had fallen here, like, who, how long would it have been till someone came and checked on me? Yeah. <laughs> Knocked out, face first in the <laughs> urinal. Yeah. It just keeps flushing constantly. Well, the pee hasn't dried yeah. since the pandemic. Yeah. It's just yeah. still it's just, there. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's a menace. I almost, I almost died. Uh, so... It's been a while <laughs> since being in public restrooms and restrooms with a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. We've been going to uh, Austin FC games because that's a, a professional sport here in Austin. And I said, I'll support whatever pro- professional sport comes. It's fun. What's not fun is waiting in line to go into a bathroom where it just it, the stink and the stench mm-hmm. is like a sense memory from when you're a child and it's the first time you walk in and you go, <laughs> ah, ah, what is this? I don't want to do this. Yeah, and uh, it's back to doing that. And so uh, I think the goal for me is to try to bring that to this bathroom here. I want to bring that, that experience. Yeah, I want to bring that vibe. So that's why I pissed underneath the black thing. Slip mat. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I is it is a so I you know I haven't been to an Austin FC game yet. Is it go? Do you go into a uh, a, a big room and then get the privilege of going in a trough? Do they, it yeah, is, it, it is no because it is tw- the twenty first century. They've done away with troughs and ice inside the troughs. Oh, uh, thank um, you. No, these are all. It's crazy. These are all. They're urinals with like walls next to like. Not just sort of like jutted out like little half things so you can still kind of like see the guy next to you. They're like, (laughs) boom, like way out. You're like, oh, I'm like secured in my space. What if you're claustrophobic? Is it scary? I, no. If you slipped on a mat there, you'd be able to brace (laughs) yourself. I mean, actually, you could probably brace all four and still (laughs) you go for it. Like a cat who doesn't (laughs) want to get into the carrier. I'm sorry. We have a picture I took a picture to oh. show oh, the I audio. Thought, exactly I thought what I was we just about. had that. No, I took a picture and I sent it to the broadcast. This is after I slipped and I fixed the mat. I should have left it how it was. I was just so Did frazzled. You fix it with your hands? Yeah. Why? 
No, I didn't. Okay. I stepped oh. on it. <laughs> yeah, I fixed yeah, it with my why? tongue. What yeah. do you What do you think? I pushed it with my nudge with my toe. That's one of those things that happened to me kind of in the kitchen, except not with pee. But like I slipped on and like one of my legs like shot out. And like a day later, I still felt like, what the fuck? You know, my yep. hamstring or something. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, I'm just in my 40s. Was, that's yeah. how things. That's how things feel. I'm just shitty now. I'll feel yeah. that to the. I'll feel that to the end of my days. Yeah, that's, oh, that's just permanent. Now. I'm different now. I uh, yeah. I told my wife about. Uh, I'm like, oh, we're we're pre-taping the. Oh, it's uh, a pre-tape. Yeah. The, I already said it. The Rooster podcast. <laughs> yeah, but I said it. No, and, it's official. And Gus and. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, oh, we're pre-taping the podcast, and Gus asked me to be on. She's like, oh, cool, who else is on the cast? And I said, it's me, it's Gus, it's Andrew Rosas, and Brian Gar. And she just went, what? <laughs> is she not a fan? <laughs> this is, I'm, if we're shooting for a demographic, it's not this one. I, I, I am excited about this lineup. Thanks, <laughs> I, Gus. I'm set, yeah. And that's all that matters, yeah. ultimately. I mean, yeah. Your wife was like, what's the opposite of a dream team? Yeah. I guess like, we're, we are the Washington Generals of Rooster Teeth. I'm um, openly underwhelmed it was, she was. It was just like, hey, here's a bunch of white guys yep. in like their 30s and 40s. Probably going to talk about how traffic's bad now. And then Gus told me before we started, and he went, mm, I should save it for the podcast. So now we're going to talk about it. No, no, I, I got to talk about something before you talk about that. I'm glad you all are here because you all are the, are the group that will get my references. I told this story on Monday's podcast. We had uh-huh. Kayla on that podcast. Mm-hmm. We did a live stream last week, and Kayla was on that live stream. And some people were talking about Paul Shear. Sorry, you have to listen to this again. <laughs> some people were talking about Paul Shear, uh-huh. and I thought they were talking about Paul Schaefer, and I was really confused. Mm-hmm. And then I figured it out. I was like, oh, sorry, I thought you guys were talking about Paul Schaefer. And Kayla said, who? I said, oh, you know, Paul Schaefer, he was the uh, the band leader for David Letterman. And she followed up with, who? Uh-uh. David Letterman? Yeah. He's been off the air that long. And I was like, David Letterman, the late night talk show host? And she's like, she asked, is that the one with the chin? And oh. I was like, this, this rules. That's why I was like, I, I, need an old, I need an old man podcast to like cleanse myself after that. David Letterman on TV? Yeah. What's, What's a TV? <laughs> I watched that on my phone. <laughs> so, so yes, I am glad that we have yeah. the dream team here because so, we all know who David Letterman well, that, is. He, he didn't go off the air that long. What, yeah, like, but like who was. Five, six years. Yeah, but five, six years ago, Kayla it's was like long. 11. Yeah. So like, yeah. you know, who's watching that? It, my favorite thing when they struck the set you know they show, mm-hmm. and then they just showed him out back just throwing it in the dumpster like this is story you just see it like poking out of the trash like well fuck this later loser yep. it's it's so amazing just how fame quickly is fleeting everyone yep. moves yep. on the yep. second yep. something yep. ends everyone's just like well i'm done with that forever yep. like his key card is locked out of cbs <laughs> like immediately i think i think he threw that key card in the dumpster as soon as he clogged he just right. went i'm fucking done forever his, his mistress employee Yep, don't uh-huh. know who he is anymore. Yep. Goodbye. Yeah. They've they've moved on. To 2015. He was on there for 33 years. Yeah, Good. I mean that's older than Kayla by 13 years probably. I had a, I'll tell a funny story. And I won't name it, but a friend of mine like wrote for him like in the sort of I think mid 2000s or whatever. But he had sort of given up already at that mm-hmm. point. Sure. And he was like he was in the mid, It was sort of known that he was having an affair with one of the staffers or whatever. And so they would spend all day writing comedy for him. He would cut. He was. He would come out after he was done. Just strike all of it and just sort of go, like improv basically or just like all the shit they've been working on done out the door. Why, why have writers oh, at that point? Yeah, no. Toss I mean, it, and they were just like, yeah, yep, dump it, yep, dump yep. it. 
Fuck we're going to do the mailbag. I'm going to talk to Paul, yep. and we'll get to and Stupid then people tricks. Bring on Tom Hanks. We're, let's, yeah. let's go home. Yep. We're good. Yep. We're, White Stripes will come out and play a song. Let's go. <laughs> exactly. Let's go. It's fine. <laughs> hey. We're going to have the Black Crows on <laughs> for the 30th time. Now we're talking. Hey, Gracie, uh, do you know who Paul Schaefer is? Okay, thank you. <laughs> Gracie is our new intern, uh, broadcast producer intern. This is like her first day. Do you day. know who David Letterman is? Yes. Okay. 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 All right. God. Oh. She does work in broadcast. Yeah. So well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you were talking about that the Paul Schaefer thing, and that got me thinking about Paul Reiser because he was gone for a long time, and now he he was back in Whiplash, but that was like six years ago, seven years ago. Seeing stuff again. Is Paul Reiser back? Uh, I don't know. Is, is Paul, Paul Reiser Mad back? about you, Paul Reiser? Yes, but here's, Paul Reiser. Reiser. but here's the thing. You say mad about you, and you think that that's going to be a cultural touchstone. It's not. It's fucking not, and yeah. I don't know why, because that show was gigantic right. when it yeah. aired. Right, it's, for a couple of years, it, it felt it like. It was supposed yeah. to be in like that contemporary universe. with it. Didn't it cross over with like Friends it and Seinfeld? Friends and Seinfeld. So why so why is it not on TV? Did Helen Hunt just buy it all out and go no? Well, I may I may I offer that it suffered the same fate, and I don't know this, if this is the case. It suffered the same fate as Reno 911, where it's just like, oh, that should be a like everyone that should have had such cult status, like mm -hmm. after the fact in the era of streaming, but it just didn't stream anywhere. Like maybe yeah. Mad About You just did not get streaming rights to anything, and so, and so yeah. it just it just to the ether. It just like just disappeared yeah. out of like HBO the Max. It looks like Jimmy Riser. What's Na up? Now it's on Prime Video? Question mark. See Love you, that you, confidence. You, you put Mad About You on Netflix or an HBO Max. People will get people will pick up right where they left off. I love It'll, that. Yeah, <laughs> I love that it's a shared universe with friends. It's insane. Seinfeld, Detective Munch from yep. SVU <laughs> is on for some reason, like to solve things. Phoebe, Lisa Kudrow started on Mad About You. That's right. Okay. As yeah. the waitress who was like, I'm kind of, I'm Ursula. a little bit like this. Yeah, and then that's Phoebe's twin sister in Friends. Right. Got it. And then also, I think there's like a crossover episode. Like at like the beginning. Yeah, I think Helen yeah. Hunt goes to the Central Perk. Yes, and then she tries to order from Phoebe, but like Phoebe doesn't know who that is. Right. She hey thinks, guys, yeah. what's up? We're all in our mid thirties or later, so thank you for watching <laughs> yeah. this podcast. And Kramer even has a pop in on a Mad About You episode. That's awesome. The slide in. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I think he deals with a heckler in that episode. <laughs> Man. Man, that was not available on Amazon for some reason. That's weird. I keep searching for it, but I'm finding a different thing. Uh, yeah, and you know what? It isn't streaming anywhere. They went scorched earth on the entire series because of that one episode. Wild. <laughs> uh, it's good. I like this. Uh, <laughs> what are we talking about next? Hill Street Blues? What's on the Rockford Files? Cop yeah. Rock. Yeah. Uh, Reno Night. Cop or Rock. Or Rock. Uh, uh, 21 Jump Street, but not the movies. I, mm. I feel like uh, John Oliver did a bit where he talked about Cop Rock a few weeks ago. Yes. Oh, really? Yeah, like like highlighting it. And I was like, do people not remember this I was think, a show? I think they don't. It, it was so like, and also for it to make it through all the levels of network TV, like yep. all the people who have, if it was like fucking USA Network or mm -hmm. something, like, okay, or what, but this was like, what, ABC, ABC or NBC? Think, yeah. It's like insane. Yep. Let's just do it with puppets. Yep. You know? It, it's uh. crazy. Hey, Gracie, oh, you do you Cap know what Cop Rock is? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Tight. Uh, but what you were saying before. Oh, yes. Uh, Gus told me before we started, before he did the ads, which are beautiful, by the way. You, should, was... uh, you should 
Sign up for all of them. That was that was shocking. Like he just came in cold and went like bang these. It was like Krusty when Krusty walks in. <laughs> hey hey. That's what I channel like, every time. It was perfect. Hey, hey right. I'm Slideshow Mel. So, hey hey, it's Slideshow Mel. Sorry, Slideshow Mel. Slideshow Mel. Slideshow Mel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bada bing, bada boom. It really was like so fast. But he went. <laughs> you know. <laughs> he. You want to recreate it? You know what I don't understand? Deodorant. I couldn't even. Uh, do you know what I don't understand? <laughs> what the fuck are you talking I about? Feel, here's, here's the deal. I feel like it's one of those things that nobody ever explained to me. It's just like one day you go through puberty and your parents are like, you smell bad. Start yeah. using this. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's like, yeah. have I been using it wrong for 30 years now? Because there, first of all, there's so many different kinds of deodorant. Right. And I, 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 like lately I've been in my own head about it. Like, are you supposed to put the deodorant on? After you have your shirt on, or do you put it on first and then put the shirt on? But then how do you keep the shirt clean? Right. I use one that's a gel. Like, do I have to let my armpits dry and then put my shirt on? Because then you get, like, the goop all in your right. underarms of your shirt. And you eventually ruin shirts right. like this that's, because they get stained. That's the problem. Yeah. So it's like there's just so many assumptions that I've made about deodorant over the years that I, I don't know. And then recently I found out I've been using women's deodorant for, like, five years. <laughs> I didn't know this. Like, I, I ordered some on Amazon, and I did change the description so it says, like, women's deodorant on it. This is what happens when you liberals take over. This is what we got. We're using women's deodorant. But then what's the point? Like, what's weirder about women's deodorant than men's Nothing. deodorant? Nothing! Right. It's like, Nothing! It works fine. Have you, ever, have you ever run out of soap, and you have to use your significant other's, like, body wash or something, and you're like, this is nice. It's yeah. great. Like, why well, don't, like, I yeah. smell like flowers all and day. And they're this all, and, like, the I don't want to smell like leather and bullwhip. <laughs> and that's the thing. It's like, yeah, like women's deodorant is called secret. Uh -huh. It's like something that's like you whisper. It's very hush mm -hmm. and arcane. Like men's, it's, it's, it's like gunmetal. Yeah. Like it's like, why do I need the speed stick? Yeah, like, speed yeah. stick. Right. Whoa, speed stick is sick. I do do you. I use speed stick, and that's a cool as hell name. Yeah. Yo, this one. This is for speed. This is the deodorant that makes you go fast. Old Spice, vomit and pine needles, yeah. bitch. Yeah. You're gonna like. Like our drinks don't taste good. Mm -hmm. Our deodorants. Yeah. There's all this this sort of forced like ruggedness on yeah. it. And I. I but I'm so, I'm the softest. Yeah. yeah. Man that's ever lived in my family. Like, generationally yeah. speaking. 100%. The softest man that's ever lived it. Like, there's no way. Like, just. Yeah. My dad did all, like, this stuff. Like, it's all working on cars. You know, so I do all this stuff. And I'm, like, kind of figuring out how to do that right. stuff now. Right. But also, like, by my age now, I was 12 when my dad was, like, 35. Mm -hmm. So, like. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, I can hardly take care of it. It's a miracle I made it here today. I was thinking about that earlier today. I was walking <laughs> I was walking in my house, and I was thinking about how excited I was about the new He-Man Netflix show that's coming out. Yeah. And then I thought, when my dad was my age, I was 22 years old living in an apartment in South Austin. So I can't imagine my dad walking through his house and being like, oh, He-Man's coming back. That's really cool. Being happy that Howdy Doody is being rebooted or something. Like, yeah. Howdy it's like such a, a ridiculous juvenile life. My grandfather was a cowboy. Mm -hmm. My yeah. father was like in state law enforcement. Yeah. And I tell dick jokes. Yep. In, yeah. You have a t-shirt of your own name. <laughs> <laughs>
for God's sake. My dad was into theater and stuff, but he was still, I, I think it's also generational because he could still fix shit. Yeah. Like I would walk in and he'd be like rewiring a lamp and mm -hmm. like, how did you learn how to, like, I think they just had to be more just handy with their hands. Right. Yeah. He, he just had some sort of basic life skills that I just never got. That's interesting. Like my, my dad knew how to work on cars, but mm -hmm. that's it. Yeah. Like all the stuff around the house. Like anything like around the house, my mom learned like knew was like in charge of like knew how to fix stuff, rewire stuff, do stuff. Yep. My dad, dad was all car stuff, and then I just got I, I apparently got above those things because I work on cars and do house shit and like work on that all that stuff all the time. But all like house stuff, it was just like, hey, uh, for some reason this like light switch isn't working here. My dad just like I'll call somebody. Like it was just like, <laughs> I, I was like I'll get an electrician in to look at it. No one here is dying today. Yeah, like yeah. fishing around in a light socket or uh, switch. Electricity stuff is the thing that my dad kind of like did he he can do like some like soft wiring and it's like you know like not like a ton of stuff but when it came to like heavy duty wiring he's like i'll call someone because i don't want to die yeah. he's like there's just something right. about i right. like that healthy respect for electricity yeah. which we in texas now are forced to have mm -hmm. you, you must pray to the you must worship the Ur electricity distribution center ERCOT. ERCOT, yeah. if you're listening to this <laughs> thank you for blessing us on this day with, with these led lights yeah. and cameras the electricity you've bestowed upon us is not uh, uh, it does not go unnoticed. Do not become addicted to the electricity. For uh, when it is gone, you will uh, only uh, uh, what the fuck's the rest of the quote? You will only you will only sp you only spite it. You will only resent it. Resent its absence. Mm, yeah. Beautiful. Uh, Thank you, electricity. I, th this is such a test. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no! This episode of the Rusty Podcast is brought to you by MeUndies. I've got a riddle for you. What's something you wear that you can't see but can make or break your day? If your answer is underwear, you're right. Okay, it was kind of an easy riddle. Uh, MeUndies makes underwear that will make your day every day because they believe you should be comfy all the way down to your koi. Say bun voyage, get it? Like butts. To the undies you used to know because MeUndies is your new fave. I only wear MeUndies. I've been talking about them for so long. You're probably sick of hearing me talk about my underwear, but you're going to hear me talk about it more because uh, they're the best. With the MeUndies membership, they show up on your door every month. That means you don't have to go anywhere, get any new pairs. I think I'm wearing some that have dumplings right now. I think that's what I'm wearing right now. Anyway, never run out of undies or worry about skipping laundry again with the MeUndies membership. Each month, replenish your basics and build your collection with styles that are anything but basic, styles that let you be the truest version of yourself right down to your core. No pressure. You can always skip a month if you want. Plus, enjoy discounted pricing, controlled shipping, and exclusive early access. Love your butt and get the membership. Uh, MeUndies has a great offer for our listeners. For any first-time purchasers, you get 15% off and free shipping. MeUndies also has their problem-free philosophy. If you're not satisfied with any product for any reason, they'll refund or exchange it. No caveats, no questions. This is a, this is a testament to how shitty the stupid grid in Texas is. Mm -hmm. When you go to the ERCOT website, the first thing on the webpage is a dancing baby. <laughs> is, All these fucking hamsters. Is the current conditions, the operating reserves, and whether or not we have enough electricity for what's going on. Like, they know. They know that you're coming. It's not like investor relations or how we produce power. It's They know people are pissed off. Yeah. yeah. And at the bottom is a visitor counter and their web ring <laughs> yeah. that they're a part of. Sign yeah. the guest book. And, and, you know, I, <laughs> sign the guest book. It's funny, like, even, like, you were praying to the god Urkot. It even sounds like a god. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, like yes. Urkot. Yeah, it sounds right. like a very, like, Mesoamerican, Central yep. American yep. god mm -hmm. that we're praying to. Makes me think of, uh, like, Zardoz. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, Urkot's gonna come and open its mouth and just spill electrons out for us. Yeah. Beautiful. Gracie, do you know what Zardoz is? No. 
Thank you. No, no nor should you. No. What, a, what, a, what a nightmare. No, it's fine. That's okay. That I one's would, okay. The rest of them, there, watch Mad About You. Yeah. There, uh, were, there was a, uh, the most recent episode of Rick and Morty that aired on Sunday, there was a reference to Highlander. Uh, yes. you know, the, the old mm-hmm. movie from 1986. Mm-hmm. Christopher Lambert Highlander? Oh, yeah, Christopher yeah. Lambert yeah. Highlander. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> after we finished watching it, my wife turns to me and says, I, I never watched Highlander. Doesn't it have Sean Connery in it? I was like, yeah, yeah. I remember liking it when I was in high school. She's like, we should watch that. And I was like, this is going to be the greatest thing ever. Yeah. But now in the back of my mind, I'm like, wait. Did Highlander actually suck and I only liked it because I was a teenager? Afraid so, dog. That movie blows. Oh, no. It's not good. Isn't Sean Connery supposed to be a Spaniard in that movie? One of his many ethnicities. Okay, okay. Juan Juan Sanchez Villalobos Ramirez. (laughs) He is a Scotsman playing a Spaniard with a Egyptian name. Or he's a Scotsman playing an Egyptian with a Spanish name. So cool. And with a a very thick Scottish accent. He, He makes no effort. No, 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 none at all. No, no, no. He's coming in straight, just doing. He's just doing Sean Connery. Yeah. Yeah. Sean Connery doesn't do anyone but him. Like, Mm-mm. there's no, yeah. there's no like variation. You're paying to get Sean Connery. So you haven't, you haven't watched it yet. You didn't sit down and put it on. It's on. I, I looked it up. It's on Prime Video. So I, we can watch it for free, but we just haven't gotten around to it yet. Can I lay some also like some knowledge that I recently learned about uh, uh, Christopher Lambert? Mm-hmm. Uh, is that he is super blind? Like, cannot. Really? Like he what? is. He is virtually. Huh legally blind so blind that he can't wear contact lenses like he has to wear glasses so if you watch highlander and any of the highlander sequels that he's in his sword fighting is absolute fucking dog shit because he is not allowed to wear glasses but still has to fight with swords so it's a lot of like editing to cover up the fact that he cannot see two inches in front of his face have you ever heard that they hooked up car batteries to those swords to make them spark, spark. when they hit hell each other. Yeah. And they had like the wires running down the actor's clothing. That's the <laughs> sounds safe as hell. <laughs> I've ever heard. That's like when they went, yeah, you know, there's like 28 Milo and Otis's because we just kept throwing them in rivers. And it's like, that's, <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, you know, we hooked up these swords to car batteries. Oh my God, this must be the same guy. This that's is like, awesome. this is that, those like Buster Point, uh, 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 Buster Keaton sound effects, yeah. special effects where it's just, you know, well, that- the hole in the window falls. Really appreciate yeah. the Buster Poindexter reference. Yeah. Was like, that was pretty good. No, I like that. It's okay. No one understood what that was either. <laughs> no, no. Uh, not you, at all. Back but, there, who are the New York yeah. Dolls? Do you know? Oh no! Oh, say yes. Very influential. <laughs> the that the hooking up a hooking up a sword to a car battery is an idea made of cocaine. That is just <laughs> oh, yeah. like, yes. we are, for this special effect, we are going to give you a katana, hook it up to a car battery, and run the wire down your shirt. And now you're gonna hit each other with your swords. Ready, action. action. And one of the guys is can't see. <laughs> and one of the guys <laughs> is blind. Can you imagine the bad guys in the movie? Yeah. Yeah. Like this. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh, well, incredible. Uh, yeah, it's bad. But I, I hope it, it doesn't rain during the <laughs> shoot. I would love to have been like the insurance underwriter for that movie. Like, wait, what are you guys doing out oh, there? That's that's pretty bold of you to believe that they had an insurance <laughs> underwriter say, yeah. on high. It was like a major. There's a lot of weird things about that movie. Like uh-huh. you said, Christopher Lambert, I didn't know that. Yeah. He couldn't speak English. Uh, Queen was was Did signed the up. They were supposed to write one song. Oh. Freddie Mercury loved the concept so much. Queen wrote three, three songs, songs for yeah. the movie at like the height of their career. Yeah. Yeah. That's oh, so uh, cool. By the way, Princes of the Universe, the song like the main song from that mm-hmm. movie 
is a fucking jam. That's it on rules. rules. That's yeah. on rules. Yeah, uh, yep. it's it's pretty awesome. It's uh, Princes of the Universe, Who Wants to Live Forever, and Just a Kind of Magic. I yeah. think are the three songs they came yeah. up with for Highlander. I think that's the order of their rocking also it's like back to the future and Hugh yep. Lewis mm -hmm. you got power yep. of love and then and then yeah. the, the, yep. the quality diminishes exponentially yeah. after that yeah. <laughs> yes back in time doesn't have quite the same <laughs> uh, zest in the chorus if if they could have they would have made it back to the future four right Oh, I don't oh, know. You don't think they would have? Three was... Uh, three was, sucked. Three was I terrible. Hated, I hated three. <laughs> yeah. three. That doesn't matter at all. I feel like if it would have made money, they would have made it. I, 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 I don't definitely would have. How did three it? do at the box office? Because that really depends. Because I, like, right. I feel like two just printed money. Yeah. And so, like, because we were so excited after one, and you yeah. had to wait. Like. Yeah, because you got, you actually got the B continued because they were calling their Babe Ruth calling their shot. Yeah. With the first one is like this is going to be enormous. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we we know we're making the number two after this. Yeah. They. I mean, they filmed two and three simultaneously. I remember that. Holy right. shit. Well, then they knew. They knew they were yeah. getting three movies yeah. out of that thing yeah. from the uh, get go. That's so awesome. Back to the Future Two box office was three hundred thirty-six million dollars. Back to the Future Three was two hundred forty-six million dollars. Okay, so we're. So it dove quite a bit. It's still. A blockbuster, huge blockbuster for what is it, 1990? Yeah, but it was kind of their rise of Skywalker. Like you yeah. can kind of see. Like, it was oh, it was the, the best one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The movies went 389, 336, 246. It's like okay. yeah. Ooh, that jumped a uh, dude. 100 mil. 389 for the first one. Yep. On in the late 80s, that's a good. In the, or the 80s, mid 80s, 86. Yeah. The first yeah. One. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like on a new IP, man. That was the movie. Though. Yeah. Oh, big, the oh, big fucking time. movie. Big time. At, like, uh, Michael J. Fox was established, but wasn't like yeah, but family he, ties. He, I mean, yeah. But yeah, he wasn't. But he like, was like the Republican son that was right. just he, sort of like the punchline of the show. Right. He was also the replacement for that part. Yeah, because they shot it with uh, they shot oh, like the oh. whole movie with um. Was, what's uh, uh, what's the guy? Eric Roberts. Name? Redhead. Um, uh, Eric Stoltz? Eric yes, Stoltz. Eric Stoltz. Okay. Let's get those two confused. And Ralph Macchio <laughs> passed on it before that. He was Did like, he really? I didn't I get didn't it. That. He was like, it was a kid in a time traveling car. He, he was just like, you know. Yeah, why would you want to do a movie about a kid who can time travel? Boy, that sounds like it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> he had broken. See Flight of the Navigator. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> time traveling kid movie that. All right. Ew. He oh, wasn't, man. but he he had kind of broken out on Family Ties, but even that, like Meredith Baxter Bernie was like the big yep. name. Mm -hmm. As my parents always reminded me when I was just, you know, couldn't stop talking about Alex P. Keaton. There. Yeah, but, but she like, was the big star. She was the big star. And then the dad was in Tremors. Oh, yeah, Michael Gross. Mm -hmm. yep. He's been in all the Tremors. And all the Tremors. <laughs> <been> in, <laughs> the Tremors keep showing up around this fucking guy. I think he has something to do with the Tremors. He might be a real Tremor magnet, oh if you ask God. me. Oh, my God. He might be the actual Tremor. Has, <laughs> I think, <laughs> this guy is the call is coming from inside the house. He's, he's the he's Tremor. Tremor Prime. He, he's, yeah. uh, man, he, that guy... Like the past thirty years has just like written his entire his, his yep. whole dinner ticket yep. on the Tremors franchise yep. and good for good good on him. Yeah, Congratulations. Yeah, uh, Tremors one fucking rules. It was a great movie. Tremors yeah. rules. Gracie, do you know what Tremors is? I'm scared to say no. Uh, uh, that's fine. Don't be Tremor, Tremors is a great <laughs> example of like. A, a a very unique time in movies where you could have something that was both like a little bit of horror, a little bit of action, yep. and like comedy. comedy. 
that was like campy without it being like yeah. soy banter garbage. Yeah. Kind of post gremlins where you yeah. can have a little bit of everything. Yeah, yeah, you could have a little bit of everything and it worked. It just yeah. like it worked yeah, yeah, yeah. magnificently. There were a few movies like that. Like I think of uh, the ones that come to mind are like Critters and Child's uh yeah, Child's Play. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 It's like kind of yeah. like a mashup of all of these things and I well, and horror movies were so big in the 80s that, it, yeah, it felt like they started adding, yeah. or someone would add more well, It's like you'd add a little more com yeah, yeah. comedy. Yeah. The comedies were huge in, the in like, the 70s. I think that that's the big thing, is that through the 80s, like, that horror genre kind of took off, but it's, be like, it had so much hangover from, like, the 70s with, like, these, like, with just big comedy stuff that it was so easy to just go, well, you don't have to have all these scares. It could sort of be funny, and it, like, it worked. I think people were just really accept. Police Academy was a whole fucking franchise. They made like, like six of those. There's so many. Right? And yep. like the premise is these guys suck at being cops. Yep. Wow. Really? Who could have foreshadowed any of this <laughs> stuff? <laughs> well, really? and you had Steve Gutenberg who oh, was just a Goot, rocket bro. attached to yep. his back. Yep. I mean, he was huge. This is my favorite episode of this podcast. <laughs> this is, this, <laughs> if you're 35 or older, you probably love this. Yeah. Hope us, awesome. us yelling at the intern reminds me I, uh, of a couple of years ago, I was at a, uh, a Giants and A's game like mm -hmm. at uh, San Francisco, and they were it was a thing where they were quizzing the audience, and they, they got on a couple of young like girls in their 20s, mm -hmm. who is this band? Name the band, and they played Power of Love, mm -hmm. and they had no fucking idea. And the whole stadium was just outraged. Yeah. Like, they booed oh. them. Speak, speaking they of... They needed a police escort to their yeah, car. So mad. Yeah, it was like... Get out! It was like the giant Steve Barton. Yeah. Oh, no. Like, they had to... After I was talking to Kayla about David Letterman, mm -hmm. um, I was telling a story about Roger Waters, and mm -hmm. I said, wait, you don't know who Roger Waters yep. is, do you? She said, no. I said, he's, uh, it was with Pink Floyd. Mm -hmm. And she goes... Was that the band that sang Pour Some Sugar on Me? That's awesome. Nope. That's, nope, that's so sick. cool. Def Leppard. Uh, totally, yeah. totally, totally fuck different. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm playing the drums. We love to see it with one arm. Yep. 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 That's so cool. Very good. That Very guy, good. way to go, Def Leppard drummer with one arm. That drummer is a testament to that band's unwillingness to have uncomfortable conversations. <laughs> You know what I mean? Because, like, I feel like... Yeah, it's like, can you name the most conflict-averse band? Yeah. I can. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Yes, exactly. <laughs> he can't do the job anymore. I'm sorry. He can't do it. <laughs> but he probably started it with them in Cornwall or wherever it started. <laughs> I wouldn't want to have that conversation. No, I wouldn't I would, He can stay. We're not Leopard. We're not Rush. We're not fucking Led Zeppelin. It's fine. Can he keep a beat? That's fine. Great. We'll get him a bunch of pedals. We'll get him a bunch of pedals. He'll learn how to use his feet. It's fine. Oh, man. I know you're doing stand-up again, and I don't know that there's a whole big wheelhouse for Def Leopard bits anymore, but fuck, man. You got to put that in. So that was fucking I'll good. That, it, being out of damn. sync has never stopped me oh. from being... <laughs> Having my finger as far away from the pulse as I possibly yes. can has never deterred. Show hands, Def Leopard. Hello? My stand-up philosophy is oh, 10 of <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. older than me. Uh, yeah, my stand-up philosophy is five dudes in the back will really yeah. Oh, like yeah, this. that's so all you need. come up to me in tears yeah. and want to hug. What's a 10%er yeah. of a 10%er? That's my niche. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Conflict-averse man. Well. It's so fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, I'm not gonna tell him. You tell him. I'm not telling. Fuck. I mean, he'll go away on his own. Oh yeah, we're not practicing today. Oh, it's fine. I'll just hang out in the studio. You either got you've either got one band with the guy who started it who just can't get along with anybody ever and fire you know just goes through. Yeah. Or it's like you two and Def Leppard. It's like this is the lineup. They're in the back of the tour bus, just like okay, maybe our albums will just start to suck and people start to hate us, and then it'll just kind of naturally work out. We'll just kind of disband. The drummer comes back. I have an idea. It's called Pour Some Sugar on Me, and they went, Oh, oh no! <laughs> it's a hit! <laughs> <laughs> but it has to, it can't be heavy enough to where you need two arms yeah, no. to pour the sugar on. That's what I was going for. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that you put in your iced tea or something, not a big bag. Oh, yeah. man. Oh, that's so, I love this bit. This rules. Oh, man. I'm so happy. This episode of the Rooster Teeth Podcast is brought to you by Purple. Let's be honest, it's an uncomfortable world out there as things start to open back up. Uh, I'm not looking forward to having to go back out, rub shoulders with people, get close to them. Yuck. I'm over it. I'm spoiled. But at least I can count on the comfort of my own home and my Purple mattress. Purple is literally comfort reinvented. Their mattress and their pillows use the grid, which sounds scary, but it's a stretchy gel material that's supportive and cushioning in all the right places. It's designed to allow air circulation so you'll never overheat. The grid also bounces back as you move and shift, unlike memory foam, which remembers too much. Don't remember. Uh, I love my purple mattress. The grid technology is like magic. It stays cool. Don't have to worry. Don't have to do that thing where you flip over your pillow or anything. No, it's just both sides of the pillow are cool. It's like magic. Uh, purple's really a comfort for an uncomfortable world. Uh, right now you get 10% off any order of $200 or more. Go to purple.com slash rooster10 and use promo code rooster10. That's rooster and the number one and the number zero. That's purple.com slash rooster10, promo code rooster10 for 10% off any order of $200 or more. Purple.com slash rooster10, promo code rooster10, terms apply. Tune, tune in, give us a thumbs up if you appreciate the Def Leppard. Yeah. Tune. <laughs> You're a big fan of, uh, of, uh, of Def Leppard. Uh, leave us oh, a comment man. down below. I don't even think Def Leppard's a big fan of Def Leppard. That's awesome. Are they still together? Are they still oh, liking music? Man. Yeah, they were in, they're in like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. <laughs> Yeah. Let's see, Def Leppard. I guess they're still together, huh? Yeah, they're probably touring just on the back of Photograph now. Now. Yeah. I, I, you occasionally see and have come across, you know, now that things are opening back up and bands are starting to play live shows. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, I'm starting to see like more reunion concerts from oh, yeah. from from your from your Def Leppards at all. These kind of like '80s like bands yeah. who. Who I for some reason feel like in my mind actually probably none of them stopped playing during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. They were all still yeah. like touring, but now I'm seeing more like, you know advertisements for like reunion concerts, and it is incredible how there's like you'll have like a, a band of seven or five five to seven members, three originals. Yep. Who never left the '80s? Like, still, just the, the hairline goes back, right. but like the the, the bleached never stopped. Yeah. The bleaching never stopped. Yeah. And They're like, like Hulk Hogan. Like they oh, exactly. still got the hair and the still, yeah. Exactly. And then there's th- like three new guys who are in their like. 20s yeah, to 30s right. who are also just like standing next to ostensibly their grandpa uh-huh. like yeah, and like yeah. guys it's Queensryche like it's like, <laughs> a second. I, don't, I don't know that it is my, my favorite was um uh I was go- we were my buddy and I were going to see the Black Crows Hell and yeah. uh, the 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 I loved the way they promoted the show. It was they were going to play the entire Shake Your Money Maker album, mm-hmm. which is the first one mm-hmm. with uh, uh, She Talks Angels. But my favorite was a, a, a notice at the bottom saying there won't be any jamming. They're just going to ah! play. 
<laughs> they're not like what are you contractually obligated what? to not jam? Because they do like to jam. They do just like to get on a fucking nope, jam. They're just gonna play the fucking hits, no. just like you remember. Yep. Exactly. Wow. There'll be no riffing. There'll be no long extended. It felt cuts like, of like obviously the promoters insisted. <laughs> no jamming. You're not fish. You're yeah, not. man. I went to see. I went to ACL years and years ago when Tom Petty played. R.I.P. Tom Petty played, and it was like threatening to rain all day and he's like the headlining set at the like end of the night uh and comes out of course plays the hits like plays your mm-hmm, tom yeah. Pe- your tom petty faves whatever tom petty song you're thinking of in your mind right now he plays yeah it. Mm-hmm. just absolutely knocks it out of the park but then it starts raining and so they're like okay so they tom petty like goes off stage and everyone's like oh do we leave do we stick around to see if this like you know uh clears up so we're like okay no we're gonna stick it out we're gonna wait for him to like come back out and sure enough, like it let lights, you know, rain lets up enough for Tom Petty to come out, and then comes out, and we're just like, yeah, he's coming back to play more hits, just laying down the jams, let's hear it. Just goes on like, comes back out and plays like a ten-minute new song extended yeah. jam, and everyone's like. Uh, guess yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is from Mud Crush. Yeah. No, exactly. This is like, not worth missing the traffic <laughs> over. <laughs> truly, <laughs> truly, like you could feel like a collective. At least in my like, the, the energy just around has been like, yeah. yeah. We saw we saw Neil Young at Jazz Fest like a couple years ago, and he did the exact opposite. The whole set, and it was raining, and it's like you know on a fucking racetrack in New Orleans, right? So it's just raining, and he is just playing song after song, bitching about Monsanto, like the whole <laughs> with girls awesome. with C- one five, sure two, hell yeah, yeah, with yeah. You. Monsanto sucks, Neil yep. Young. Like we get it, uh-huh. and then at the very end, he played Rockin' in the Free World, which you're happy, but you had uh, to sit through a lot of Monsanto yeah. bashing yep. to, like, get to, and, like, I'm on the same page, but, yeah, it was, <laughs> he is a grumpy old man. Because this concert was a pamphlet followed by one song I liked, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, man. Yeah. Mm. Shouldn't have bought all that Monsanto stock before it came out. It's really, really weird. Neil, Neil. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> I saw Tom Petty in concert in San Diego three days before he died. Woo! Yeah. Some friends of mine caught him because he came to the Irwin Center. Yeah. And I think it was the same. It was like a month before. It, it was yeah. really crazy. Like, he was on stage and rocking, played ever just like that. Just the hits, the beaches right there, the sunset behind him. Yeah. It was like, Gorgeous. It, was, it was awesome. And at towards like the end of the concert, he's like, I'm feeling, he really said, I'm feeling great. We're going to be going back on tour. Hope to see you guys again soon. And then it was like three days later, Tom Petty dead. Oh, man. It's like, oh. Uh, the bell tolls for thee. Yeah, right. Tom. It was it was really he seemed like he was like living it up and having a good time. And I guess he You don't get to was. decide when uh, no, when, no. when that happens. Yeah. Nope. My buddy in Wisconsin saw Stevie Ray Vaughan at the last one, like right before I was like, no Did you see way. the helicopter leaving or whatever? No, but yeah, wow. he said they heard like right after. Yeah, he saw the very That's last wild. one. Wild. Dude. Yeah. Damn, Gus, you see anyone before I, they die? I haven't seen anyone right before they die. I'm <laughs> yeah, trying to think. Man, mm-hmm. what the hell? Um, no. Mm-hmm. Damn. I, I saw Selena in concert once. <laughs> Does that? That's count? actually that actually That's rules. Awesome. That's good. Man. So South Texas rules. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you watch the Selena Netflix show, uh, the town I grew up in, it gets featured in that Netflix series. 
as the town she will never go back to because <laughs> everyone fights and it's super violent. <laughs> it's like they make it a point to say Eagle the name Pass? of the, they make it a point to say the name of the town I grew up in over and over. In Eagle Pass, everyone fights. I've never been to a concert as rowdy and unruly as Eagle Pass. <laughs> well, I'm lucky we got out of there in time before the riot broke out in Eagle, Eagle Pass. Pass. <laughs> Season three, they're just sitting there on the bus. Damn, I'm just thinking about how much I hated Eagle Pass. <laughs> like, it was Someone involved with this project remembers and really still yes. hates that town. Yeah. Still in their wow. That's crazy. <laughs> God damn. God, even the devil wouldn't be got dead in Eagle Pass. <laughs> <laughs> just makes eye contact just fucking right down the barrel. Ugh. Um, I wanted to go back because you were talking about, Gus, like uh, you didn't learn about deodorant and how yeah. that. Is there other stuff that was not taught to you guys that you wish someone would have just like showed you how to do? Because mine was getting gas the first time when I could drive and then going to pump gas and then going. Yeah, nobody showed me that either. Yep. It was, it, now it's like, oh, that's, yeah, of course I know how to pump gas. It was the first time going and going like, I had it. Oh, do I? <laughs> just <laughs> nozzle goes in mouth. It's yeah. <laughs> like, you just kind of like start pressing <laughs> buttons and you go, hold on. Uh, uh. <laughs> And I've done all the parts where it's like, well, go inside and tell them you want 30 on number seven or whatever. So I've done all that. So I went in and did that. And then I went back and then just kind of looked just at it. Just kind of stared at the like, went, How do we start this? No one showed me how, how, I just don't know how nobody showed me how to pump gas. Yeah. Can I sit in the back seat while somebody pretends to be my dad? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I don't rem I don't I don't remember the first time I pumped gas. Like mm. I have no recollection. I mean at some point I, I, do. I had to have terrifying. Yeah. I so yeah, at some point I had to have learned it or done it or watched some to to like <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm doing this, right? But yeah, I don't know that there's I'm trying to think of other things, like another thing that like I wish somebody had just like sat me down and been like, uh, this is how you do this. I remember I do remember someone actually showing me how to balance a checkbook. I think the very day that stopped being a thing that you needed to do. Like, no, I was no. like, it's like, my mom was like, okay, this is how you balance a checkbook. And here's a debit card. Yeah. You'll never yeah. need to learn yeah. how to balance yeah. a checkbook. Yeah. Uh, well, it's September 10th, 2001. I'm going to show you how to balance a checkbook. <laughs> and then the next day, the world changed. <laughs> the world changed forever. <laughs> I, got, I got put on the spot. Having to pump gas because yeah. I was uh, going like there was this girl from like church and we were like together, but like I guess boyfriend and girlfriend, but like you know whatever that entailed. We were with a with her mom. She was driving us somewhere. She pulled in the gas station and her mom was like, "Oh Brian, can you pump? Can you pump the gas?" I no, same thing. Uh. Like, I knew to get the pump out and I knew to kind you know, and she popped it. And I looked at her and I was like, is this how it works? And I <laughs> squeezed it and just gasped. Oh. Just, and it, I don't think it got her, but she screamed. Of course. And like got out of the way. And uh, and I was like, oh, okay, that's how the gas works. And then I, I sort of filled it up. But that was that was the first time I pumped gas. Uh, what got me thinking about that beyond the deodorant thing, it, have you seen what's happening in Oregon? Do you know about all, this in Oregon? All the heat? Folks. Let me tell you about this. Uh, in uh, in Oregon, it's like 113 uh, degrees or whatever. It's insane. But in Oregon, you can't pump your own gas. Oh, oh, right. You, yeah, they have they have like a, a gas station attendant thing, and is that's like the law. New Jersey as well, I think. Yeah, yeah, New Jersey. Really? The same way. Yeah. I didn't yeah. know that. There's so states. there's signs. I just saw it. I mean, I saw it on Twitter where I get all my news. Uh, a sign that was like, "You have to pump your own gas. Here's how you do it," and it's like seven instructional steps. <laughs> and I just thought. That's more than I ever got. <laughs> what the hell? What the hell? My and it's it is 
truly, I think like it's baffling people. Like yes, people who have, who have lived yeah. in Oregon their whole lives, never pumped their own gas, no. are like, just someone handed them a ball of Christmas lights. They were just like, <laughs> here. They're like, uh, what? Uh, fuck. I, I'll just drive until it runs out of gas and walk. I'll just sell it and get a new car. <laughs> yeah. Does this car come with gas? <laughs> Do you put the full tank in it? Thank you. I'll just keep renting cars. Yeah. I have to fill them up before. In New Jersey, it's just a guy in a purple suit who, oh. does, who you have to tip. Like, yeah. otherwise, there's... I think it was like a, one of the cut uh, subplots from The Sopranos was them, like, honing in on the gasoline yeah. business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, the yeah. pumping gas. The no-show contract for uh, showing up to pump gas <laughs> at, <laughs> at a Piggly Wiggly or something. What We talked about this a little bit. What do you think of the... Uh, Saints at All Saints Day, yeah, New York, whatever. They released that trailer for the, I can't remember, the many the, Saints in New yeah, York. Is yeah, that what the it's many. Called? Yeah, I think that's yeah. what it is. Um, I, I was I was a huge Sopranos fan. Yeah. Uh, I was very ambivalent to the idea of this movie, mm -hmm. and after watching the trailer, I feel the exact same way. Yeah. I don't know necessarily who this movie's for. I'm excited, I guess question mark to watch it, mm -hmm. uh, but I don't know like the Sopranos wasn't necessarily about like the violence and all right. this, you know like all that action it was subversive stuff. to the plot of what you would think a gangster right. show would right. be about it was yeah. all about like yeah. building the characters and that real slow burn of the way the characters interact with each other and i just i'm just scared of how that's going to translate to a two-hour movie yeah and that's well, which isn't to say that's not enough time to build plot and characters just like that's not bless you that's not what i'm used to after all those seasons of the TV show and mm -hmm. everything just being like excruciatingly long. Are we going to see Tony dream about a fish talking to him or not? I mean, yeah. well, like it's the, so the movie is the prequel, right? Yes. It's like yes. the pre what's what's so interesting about that is that it's a prequel to a story. Well, one of my favorite things about The Sopranos was that it was just like it, one of the most fascinating about fascinating things about the show was that it was a study of this like lifestyle and this group of people who were. Being phased out of like this like mob lifestyle that they wanted, mm -hmm. yeah. like they want like you know the especially the very beginning of that show is them quoting like movie lines from like classic gangster yep. yes. movies, it's like in a world that was just like they were aging out of, like mm -hmm. or that they just like did, w this this like romant this romanticism they had about the mob and, and the mafia and everything was just kind of leaving them behind, like mm -hmm. the world just leaving them behind, like that world was dying and they wanted so to do a prequel feels like. A weird, like, in my mind, like antithetical to what the well, show is about. It, it seems almost people like, who are like just separated from the world they wanted. It's almost like it's only set up for failure in my mind. Yeah. Because especially like you're talking about this prequel, <clears throat> they're talking about these characters uh, who were beside. I mean, obviously, it's, I think it's going to focus on like young Tony Sopranos, but it's focusing on like Dicky Moltisanti and like yeah. you know, like the older Tony Soprano or Tony Soprano's father, I should say. Yeah. And it's like these characters that you never got to meet in the series that are held up on like pedestals and it's right. such high regard in right. the series like how are you actually going to show these characters to people right i yeah. i think that the the thing i liked about the show is that it felt like it was a bunch of guys who their dads all sat around busting each other's balls and told like these grandiose stories but they all knew it was bullshit and then them as kids had no frame of reference for yes. it being bullshit, bullshit. Yes. Yes. so they all believe, believe that it. that's really what it was so now they're like in it and it's not that, yes. but it's exactly yes. the same as what their dads did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, they just don't know. Yeah, it feels like. Yeah, that's what I always felt like the show was about them trying to act like how they think they're. Yeah, they're supposed to. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's what all, about it's, Gary Cooper? What about yeah, Godfather? Yeah. What about all the? And then when they do it, like when they kill Pussy, like. 
uh, Tony has major PTSD, obviously, because yeah. it's his best. Everyone kind of misses him after mm -hmm. and is like scared to say it. But yeah, it, it, it just feels like, a, I don't know if deconstruction is the right word, but it does feel like sort of injecting like reality into, yeah, they have yep. all these legendary figures. And then, uh, and, and his mother going on about what a saint his father of is. Of course. Like, you didn't say that when he was no, alive. Ever. No, You were just awful to him mm -hmm. and he withered away and died. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 So, I, 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 I don't. I, I don't. I think the big question I have, and I think I said this, to Eric, is I don't know who this movie's for. Yeah. yeah. I yeah, don't yeah. know if it's for like diehard Sopranos fans, which I mean, how many are there anymore? Like, it's a franchise that's kind of been cold for a little while. Mm -hmm. uh, is it gonna like? Is it supposed to be targeted towards new people who've never seen The Sopranos? In which case, like existing fans aren't gonna be happy. It's like I, I, I feel like there's they're in a no-win scenario right. in making this. I don't know. I, I don't. I'm still gonna watch it. Um, Me too. But yeah, it's like, I absolutely. Don't, I don't know. I have so much skepticism the, about it. The only it. funny thing to me about the trailer was when the, his Tony's school counselor tells his mom that <laughs> yeah. he's like a genius. She just rolls his, yeah, rolls her yeah. eyes like, yeah, with a D-plus average. That's, mm -hmm. that's the actress from all those Conjuring movies, right? Yeah. Yes. She's yeah. very good. Wait, Farmiga? Via, yeah, yeah, her. Via that, Farmiga? Yeah, yeah, I think she's, she's playing Liv, Olivia Soprano, and like... She's going to be so good in that role as someone that you just go fucking hate you. Yeah. She's going to well, be so good. The character of old Livia Soprano in those early seasons of The Sopranos is so hateable. Hate it's the so best. good. Yep. Yeah. The best yep. like movie villain. Yeah. Because I, I think the problem, too, is the the move was to make a Sopranos movie mm -hmm. following. But once he died, obviously, right, you, can't. you can't do yeah. that. So I think this is like this feels like the second choice. But the, I, I, don't, I don't know that, but. I mean, you could also deal with a post-TV show world anyway, because he dies in, yeah. spoiler for a fucking 10-year-old TV show, he dies in the finale anyway. Mm -hmm. Well, does he? Yeah. You're out of your mind if you're saying, does he? What are you talking the about? The guy in the members only, you're the guy in the 100%. members only, Jackie yeah. comes yeah. in and kills it, him. It yeah. ends the way they keep foreshadowing in the show where it's just a just I guess so ends. I don't know I like yeah, there's, there's no there's no aware nothing, nothing. It's just like, like it's we just talked about earlier with Tom Petty it's like you don't get to pick that moment yeah. it's just you're here and then bam and then it's and over he says that even like yes. you don't even know exactly. when you're gonna yeah. win yeah. and, and yeah. he gets he gets popped and then that's the end of it right my, I guess my problem with the show isn't even like who's it for what do they do whatever is that David Chase writes TV it's not but TV. He writes TV that it's I like. I, it, I, <laughs> <laughs> right, nice. That's good. But you're talking two and two hours, two, two, two and a half hours, hours. and yeah. that's how long yeah. like Mr. Ruggiero's neighborhood is as an episode where it's like not <laughs> focusing on the Sopranos, and that's the best scene where Tony is driving and singing "Dirty Work" by by Steely Dan. That's my Dirty favorite work. scene. It's yeah, the best. That's my yeah. favorite scene. I think yep. in all of Sopranos, it's perfect. Uh, but like, he I, can he do it in two hours? It's co-written, so it's not just him. But like. I'm trying to see if there's a runtime on IMDb. For there's it. a lot, and well, unless it, the runtime is 12 episodes, I don't know that I'm going to be okay with it. It doesn't say. You know, it's. But it is, yeah. If it's like a super serious mob origin story, that's not really that's what right. The Sopranos yeah. was about. The it least was interesting funny. part of the show. Was, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. There yeah. are people who fast forward through the Melfi scenes, and that's insane. Hi, welcome to the Rooster Teeth podcast. We're talking about the Sopranos. <laughs> I was just gonna, um, those are great. Those are the best scenes yes. where they give you the best. Like they peel away the layers, and those are the best scenes with that character and when you want Melfi to tell him when you want Melfi to tell him yep. exactly what yep. happened to her and you're like yep. just say it just yep. fucking say it just fucking say and it they don't give and it she, to and, you and you don't get it it yep. is 
it is gut-wrenching to a degree where you're like, how do they make, they're so good at this, how yes. do they make this? Yes, because yep. every other show, yep. she tells him, yep. and Tony and Tony just immediately yep. goes and just tortures yep. this guy. And, and yeah. they don't, and it doesn't give you, oh, it's so perfect. What yep. a perfect show. Hey, yep. Gracie, you, uh, for this semester, you have to watch The Sopranos. Thank you. Also, yep, just yep. like that show, we're re-watching it right now, but what they don't, they only show you what you need to see. Yep. Like the French guy who rips off Artie for the 50K. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, uh -huh. and, and, but um, at the end, you know, Artie, cry, Tony forgives the debt or mm -hmm. whatever, and then you just see the French guy open the door and Furio's there. Yep. And they cut away. That's all you need to see. That's you you don't know. need to see Furio it. beating the shit. You no. got it. You got it. It, it never again, insults your intelligence yeah, That's not what the show is about. Yeah, that's not what the show is about. Again, that's why I think that's what's so wonderful and fascinating fascinating about that show and, and they, I, they the show tells you kind of what it is from the very beginning from mm -hmm. the very first season it's just like yeah like i was saying like the way they like kind of quote and like romanticize mob movies it's mob movie it's not even like yeah. the mob like you yes. were saying it's like mob movies like the scorseses the scarfaces like all these like things that just kind of glamorize this lifestyle the show goes to great lengths to show you the very opposite <laughs> that you don't you don't get the uh uh, Goodfellas scene where uh, Ray Liotta walks across the street and beats his neighbor yeah, on right. the face with the right. butt of a 38 special. Right. Yep. You right. don't get that because that's not what the show is about. Mm -hmm. It's right. about the, the very opposite of No, that. it's the it's the Russian guy getting away in the Pine Barrens and them almost so, freezing to death oh, in a van. So yeah. Like, like, there's just all the... Holly holding out with the Tic Tacs <laughs> or whatever <laughs> that he found. So yeah, it, yeah. Uh, it's it's so Bobby, good. Bobby's all dressed up in the camouflage with like the orange vest. <laughs> of what? We go hunting. It's so good. It's so good. That Edie Falco, I saw in an interview, or it was like a tribute to James Gandolfini, but she mm -hmm. said one time they were just filming some nothing scene. They were just sitting out by the pool or whatever, and she just started crying because she she was like, I realized it'll never be this good again. Yeah. Like I will never have this, mm -hmm. you know, these caliber co-stars, yep. the writing, everything. It's just, yeah, it was so fucking that, good. That, I, 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 I love The Sopranos, but I hate that show because it helped set that precedent where a TV show might take a multi-year break between seasons. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. Like, yeah, we're going to be, we just finished the season, you'll be back, we'll be back in two years. Well, yep. Gandolfini, I think, toward the end was pretty tough to deal with. Mm. I think he had, like, he was pretty tortured, I think. Oh, like, really? His, he got a divorce. Like, I think, oh, well, I didn't know I that. I think that role fucked him up, mm. like, oh, as wow. a person. Yeah, mm. he, was, he was a pretty... He was pretty intense, and I don't think he, I think he had self-esteem. I think he thought he was a shitty actor, and just like. Man. Yeah. yeah. It's it was, crazy it seeing him, him in other stuff when he's not Tony Soprano, and you just, you think he's going to be. He's and Kevin Fennerty. Yeah, and yeah. then you just, and then you go, is that how you sound? What is this? Yeah. What's happening? It's mm. bizarre. Acting. Yeah, it really is, man. This episode of the Rooster Podcast is brought to you by Omen. Sick of all the randos sliding into your team chat whenever you and your friends are grouped up in your favorite game? Then you need your own private oasis, your own paradise in the, let's admit it, wasteland that can be online gaming. Oasis is a free, easy-to-use add-on for Omen Gaming Hub that creates a virtual room for you and up to 15 of your friends for private gaming and watch parties. But Oasis isn't just any virtual room with low-latency screen sharing and seamless audio quality. You quit worrying about technical difficulties, stop arguing over who has the worst internet connection, and get straight to playing. Uh, because you can use your voice or text chat while you share your screen and play along with someone else's. Oasis is the best way to hang out uh, when you can't, you know, hang out. So make sure you have Omen Gaming Hub installed. Get the Oasis add-on to build your own gaming paradise. Play together, watch together, chat together, share together, all with Oasis by Omen. Download Oasis at the Omen Gaming Hub at bit.ly slash oasisrtp.
He's incredible. So that's their section for the Rooster Teeth podcast about sports. his son. Though does look yeah. so much oh, like, yeah. which is great. I hope he can act a little bit because yep. that's such a <laughs> such a role. So such big shoes to it, fill. It really looks like it's probably not. It's it'll be him sometimes, but it really looks like yep. it's going to be all the other people around him. Yep, that looks like a a big like. Carrying the show around this yes, kid that yeah. we're trying to elevate yes. to be something. It's like when you have a, an actor hosting SNL mm-hmm. and in the monologue, and they can't. You know, you know, they yep. can't do it. So they they got a musical but, number. Yeah. All the cast comes out. We're yeah. creating a lot yeah. of emotion. Uh-huh. Yeah, a lot, a lot of key jangling. Yeah, yeah. like hey, yeah. look at this. Right. Look at so this. like an old wrestler, and yep. like let's put him in with fucking Rey Mysterio yeah, exactly. or something. You know, yep. somebody to Let fly around. Ooh, that's what I did not too long ago. I went to some death match wrestling in San Antonio. Oh, they yeah, didn't brother. do punches and kicks. They hit each other with light tubes. Yep. There was so much blood. I was breathing in light tube dust for <laughs> two hours. Light tube dust in COVID. It was. America. It yeah. was wild. There was a huge, they had like this giant industrial fan that was like 30 feet wide. It was just gigantic. And then in the second match, a guy came out, a guy, his name was um, Herzog. And he was like this crazy looking scary guy and he came out and he was carrying like a door because instead of tables, everyone buys doors now because they're cheaper at oh, Home Depot. Okay. Put each other through doors. He lifted it and the fan hit it and that fan broke and it got hot in oh, the shit. venue. Yes, sir. I thought that fan would be like really high up. It was not that high. Oh my god! It was a place called Vibe Center. <laughs> it's indie in wrestling. No, no ceiling is above six. No, feet. it really. Yeah. it was yeah. low. It was. It wasn't a church like reception <laughs> hall. Yeah. Right. yeah, it was exactly being back and seeing pro wrestling. It was like the first time I felt comfortable. Where it was like I was vaccinated. I went with people who were vaccinated. It felt like everyone was vaccinated. Some people were wearing masks. Some people weren't. I wore mine so I didn't have to breathe in light tube dust. Um, it was like. <laughs> Being in, like, a group, because wrestling fans are, like, the lowest of the low. They're just, like, the worst things on Especially earth. Especially indie wrestling They're, man, boy, man, oh, boy. Yeah. They're the lowest of the low. Ooh. And I just went, if I'm comfortable being here, I can be literally anywhere. That was a Did you pee cool. in the public restroom there? I did. Oh, you're yeah. set. Yeah, you're all, you're back, baby. You're back, it. baby. Na- yeah, nature's healed. You're, you're... Nature's healed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there, there have always been, like, uh, Venues when I when I was younger, mm-hmm. I, I don't do this anymore. I used to go to like bars and like uh, music venues downtown on Sixth Street, and there were I know there were venues where I was like, I am not. No matter, I will piss my pants before I step into that bathroom. Yeah, like there are places just so foul yeah. and nasty. I remember like the the old emos on Red River. I was yeah. just yeah. Yeah. Say, yeah. just, <laughs> just a bunch of understanding in a room. Yeah. Just, yeah, you, just, just like, you just had a room of people absolutely agree. <laughs> yeah, like, no, yeah. I am not going. <laughs> I will Brian. <laughs> go to another bar and pee and come back if I have to. Yeah. I am not going back there. Yeah. Yeah. I'll pay to get into another bar, yeah. right, and go pee. Right. Yep. Like, and it's like, What's so fascinating is that like emos was so gross. Like as a man, I can go pee and not touch anything that yep. isn't me, and I still didn't want to piss <laughs> yeah. in fucking yep. emo. Like I can walk in there and not touch a surface, and I still like ha- this. Everything is like wet, but in like not a good way, like not in a clean way. Like yeah. and you don't even it's like even if it's water and not piss, you're just like that water. I'm like. Hepatitis made a bathroom, and it became the yep. emo's bathroom yep. somehow. I well, oh, yeah. foul. The terrible, terrible place. That place was all. If I'm, God, it's been a long time since I've been there. They, they're closed. They're not even there anymore. Mm-hmm. It was like all concrete, right? And they had like that trough that they would put ice in. See, that's the move. And, yeah, you and it was put just, ice like, in the but trough, like you said, dude. 
all the concrete, all the walls, and mm. everything, like, it was all wet. Yeah. yeah. Like, it was just, right. like, water everywhere. Right. I'm sure there were several leaks from the plumbing well, or what, you know, like, God knows well, when, what. When you never let the humidity out and it can just live in the bathroom and it's made <laughs> of concrete, it just becomes an ecosystem in itself. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, it's, yeah, it was just a, a graffitied Dagobah. Yeah. It was just the inside <laughs> of that fucking bathroom. <laughs> well, we got cool Yoda living in here? All right. <laughs> Oh no! It's not, it's not Yoda. That's a that's a pile of those brown rough paper towels. <laughs> just those paper towels that are just like clung together in the corner. In the corner. Yeah. 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 Oh god. Yeah. Because yeah, that trash can hasn't been changed since 1994. <laughs> Ugh. Well, it was good. That's when the Jim Blossoms played there, so it was fine. You know, it's okay. Still got their DNA. Yeah, absolutely. You know, somewhere. Around. What was that in the 90s where if you were a band, you had to have two big radio hits and one smaller radio hit? That's just the way everyone operated. There were like, it wasn't like so much one hit wonders until like, uh, I would say probably like adult contemporary in like 97. It like, just felt like I, everyone had two big, like gin blossom style, like big radio hits and then one small I think little one. There was a, peer, a brief period in time where like college radio got big. Mm -hmm. And it's like they had to have mm -hmm. one smaller one for college radio mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. like the two big ones for like national airplay. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. that's the way that it normally worked. Or they had their own label that was yeah. like oh, yeah. owned by Interscope. Yep. But yeah, yeah. they yep. got to own Tombstone Records yeah. or whatever. <laughs> yeah, what's right? I totally forgot about that. What was with what was going on with like Interscope and shit like in the '90s where they were just like, you all get record labels, yeah, all of you, yeah. Um, I don't know. I guess I don't know if that's just sort of the deal they made to sort of get you know, rancid or whoever to make like a rate, you know, just Crazy. to lure these like alt bands out of Seattle. I don't I, know. It's like beer nowadays, right? It's like just a couple of breweries who just, yeah. you know, buy up indie breweries and then just label it with like a bunch of different shit so it's like oh you don't know you're drinking excuse me you don't know you're drinking a Coors but you're, you know yeah. you're drinking like some like, right. <laughs> craft beer like no it's just it's the shame set they just put right. different labels no, on I'm it no I'm drinking IPA with a pot leaf on it yeah. Yeah. this is cool this like, is cool yeah, beer yeah, or like yeah. the thing they do this here specifically generation. in central Texas where I don't know who it is I think it's Miller mm -hmm. makes Ziegenbach and they oh, only sell yes. it in Central Texas yeah. to compete with Shinerbach. Yeah, I'd never seen it until I moved here. Yeah. And then someone told me about that, and I'm like, that's the craziest thing yeah. I've ever heard. That's insane. Yeah, it's like this big multinational company makes a beer <laughs> regionally yep. to compete with another indie Just brewery. Just screw Shinerbach. Right. Yeah. yeah. What the fuck? So if you're into craft beer now... You're really into 1990s record labels. So yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> you know what? Exact same thing. You are. Like, that <laughs> is not. Like, I feel like everyone I know who's really into, like, 90s record labels and, like, like indie rock is now, like, a beer There's guy. There's a perfect yeah. concentric. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that yeah. Venn diagram is a perfect circle. Yeah, right no, now. you're right, because they all listen to Dinosaur Jr. and won't <laughs> shut the fuck up. God. Their pavement tattoos are They're fading. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, this is, this is my favorite podcast. This is a good one. They're mad at Soundgarden yes. and Green Day for selling out. Yeah. yeah. Alice in Chains could have been way bigger. Could have been way bigger. When they were a bigger. hair band. Way, yeah. I mean, they had it all, guys. <laughs> Did you ever see any shows at South Park Meadows before it came? Oh, yeah. Uh, a yeah. shopping center? Uh, fuck. Saw the Cherry Poppin' Daddies. Oh, yeah. A band that should be serving period. time yep. for their name alone. <laughs> yes. A band that yep. should be behind fucking bars. They were huge. They were like a headliner. Yeah. Everyone yeah. threw mud at them and they were furious. The and like, awesome. cherry popping yep. daddy yep. go straight to jail. Yep. <laughs> like, <there was> <laughs> ridiculous we let them get away with who, that. Who opened for them? Was it, Vo was it Voodoo Glow Skulls? 
Probably. Mm -hmm. I just remember cherry popping daddies and, and just being in just mud. <laughs> People Man. were moshing to cherry popping oh, daddies. God. The, the like the 90s resurgence of swing. Yes. Yep. Squirrel nut zippers. What? Yeah, sure baby. On the I mean, that yeah. is a that is a desolate wasteland. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Cherry Pop and Daddy are still touring. Oh, of course they are. What the hell else of are they going to do? They, they got to yeah. run the law. Of course they're yeah. still touring. Either this or doing radio. Yeah. Like. <laughs> it's like, look, listen. Kinko's lets them have weekends off. They can go wherever they want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh, my gosh. They oh. all work at the same, like, staples, and, man, it's tough on the weekends when they have to go, but it is what it is. That's the Cherry Pop and Daddy's lifestyle. Oh, man. Uh, if, you, if, uh, if you're if uh, you out to see the largest collection of chain wallets yep. still being worn <laughs> by dudes, Was that, uh, look From, no like, further. 96 to 97. Yep. I remember that at UT, man, and, like, going to a swing club, yep. Yep. and this dude with, yeah, the chain wallet and the, you know, the, sh the, the shirt on and his, like, just clearly, like, just relevant. Relishing the attention yeah. they're getting for dancing. I blame, you know. I blame ska. I blame ska for these other like micro music trends that come back because I feel like every 15 or so years, ska rears its ugly little head yes. and yes. it goes, this song has horns. And then like <laughs> dance hall crashers are all of a sudden touring yep. and you go, yep. all right, I guess, was, whatever. Yeah. That's just what it is. Right. That's the way it works. And because of that, we get swing music I, and like all this other stuff. I found your concert, Brian. Okay. What? It was the Horde Festival. Yeah, the Horde Festival. August twenty oh third, nineteen ninety eight. Yep, yep. That, it that, was the Cherry Poppin' Daddies with Cowboy Mouth opening. Cowboy for Mouth. <laughs> oh my God, that drummer was great too, because he was like the drummer and lead singer. That's awesome. He had and two he, arms and he, everything. He was super like positive to be alive, and he was like bald, and we were like, "Get out of here, Grandpa!" But he's like getting the crowd going while he's playing. Yeah, he was great. It was the song Janie says? Was that their song? Yeah. yeah. Janie says, "Don't." Yeah. On the radio. I was gonna say we can't sing that on this show, oh, but I don't. No, it's fine. I don't think they're coming after us for this. <laughs> I think they're thrilled for any attention they're getting. So oh they're yeah, going, well, yeah, they're going. Oh, someone, someone remembers, and so they're excited. <laughs> if even one person, yeah. they get one tick play on Spotify or whatever. Like, what the hell? <laughs> someone finally yeah. bought a copy of your book, sir. That one and like that one in Lollapalooza '94, Whoa. headlined by the which is on Dallas, headlined by the Smashing Pumpkins mm -hmm. and the Beastie Boys. Is that when Corgan had hair? Yes, right yeah. at the end. Yep. Boy, he was a foul. You were talking about playing the hits. He played none of the of hits. Of course. Like, <laughs> he couldn't <laughs> wait to make Zwan. Was, and it was like, come he on, He was man. so like, he just seemed furious yep. at people for who just, we just want to hear from Siamese Dream. Yeah, right. Like, that's what yeah. we, that's what we yep. know. And he just, he, he played, uh, he played through, you know, kind of what you wanted to hear, but like just sort of really fast and really yeah. like, and like, it wasn't, and then at the end, he kind of chilled out and like, it felt like he was driving people away and then like, kind of really turned it on and got into it like you know kind of that's decided to actually put on a show there is nothing funnier to me than an artist who has unmistakable contempt for their audience yep, yep, that's, who just yep. like gets on stage and hates their yes. audience yep. like i am not gonna play and but like yeah uh, like morrissey same thing yep. just like i will never play a you will never hear me play a, a smith, smith song, song right. for the rest of your life mm -hmm. i hate that band yeah. i hate you yeah like yeah get out of my but, face it's but the cool. beastie boys 
everything of, you of want. Course. They had the golf visors yep. and the shorts and their high energy. The whole they played their instruments. Yep. They did they did everything. Yep. It was wonderful. Corgan is like number one with a bullet on like hated how successful or I hated that people liked his music. I guess I don't know. He really like mellowed out. I yeah. He, you know he owns the National Wrestling Alliance. He's into super into wrestling. He I didn't owns know that. the NWA. <laughs> yeah. What? Like Which nowadays is probably oh, it's, like... it's a, nothing. You can watch it on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, it's a belt now. <laughs> yeah, and I yeah, think yeah. Vince has all the archive <laughs> Exactly. Sure. So yeah. it's, man, I don't know. They, that was a real thing where it's like, we're artists. Like in the 90s, it felt like it yes. was like, we're, we're not this, we're not radio. And it's like... That was the last. The that was the last time when it wasn't cool to sell out. Yeah. you know, yeah. or there was that whole idea of selling out, and now they don't give a shit. Like, no, of get course. your money, in, which is fine. But yeah, yeah, that was sort of the last of the. We're not selling out. Yeah, that was such fucker. an interesting time when, like, the greatest betrayal you could like commit was selling out, and it like had at this time, which like I don't know what like in indie culture convinced like a just an entire generation of this like. Of heroin, heroin chic weirdos that yeah. like selling out was like the worst thing you could do. It's just like, man, if if you were selling out, like that means you had something to sell. Like yeah. that means you actually yeah. had so, yeah. there was like something I mean, to it. I mean, like there was so, you had like a, a thing that people wanted. You also clearly want to be famous. Yeah, like, you yeah you're, not, you're not in a band to not <laughs> do that. <laughs> well, I think that's the ultimate escape plan. That's the ultimate secret Gen X had. Is they, they they tried to fight the system. They tried to fight selling out all of that stuff. Then they realized, oh wait, we can work the system and be part of it yes. and make money yeah. and sell out. And yeah. then they just disappeared. That's uh -huh. why now yeah. it's like boomers versus millennials. And it's like Gen X just got forgotten and got absorbed into the boomers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when I think of Gen X, Brian, you are the most Gen X man I think I know. Like when I think of Generation X, I well, think of Brian Gar. Why do you say that? I don't know. There's just something about like your Twitter and everything where I go, it's a Gen X guy right there, man. Just That's impotent it. rage. <laughs> just, just like he's he, kind of smart, but he was never able to put it together. One hundred percent. Like he's he like sprayed gas at an, an old lady. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's funny, but not super funny. I, like yeah. I think what it is, it's that there's people fighting, like on like these front lines, and then you're kind of on a hill, just kind of like lobbing shots and going. Got him. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, like king, king of like hanging back in the cut. Yeah, like I'm oh, not beautiful. Like, just like the, the, the best, like the best place you want to be. Frankly, it is. It's the funny to the five guys in the back. Yeah. That's Gen X to yes. me. That yes. is. Yeah. Yep. I'm. I was born in '86, so I'm like right on that cusp. But it's like that millennial. Yeah. I think it's geriatric millennial. Your elder yes. millennial, or yeah. whatever. Because they I call remember it, yeah. the day I got the internet. Like I remember that happening. Right. Uh, you remember like pre-internet. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I remember riding a bike. Uh, it's so <laughs> it's stuff like that. So when I think of like when I was younger, it was always like, man, I think everyone does this. Where it's like born in the wrong generation should have been Gen X, and then now it's like I don't think I had, I don't think I had what it takes to be one of the Gen X guys. <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't sit back. It's that sitting like just deep in the cut. Like I don't have. I don't think I have that. Yeah, it's, spend the first twenty years of your life without internet. Yeah. You're like, boy, the, the world sure is weird. <laughs> Wish I'm in an argument with someone about something, but the library's closed, so we can't settle this. <laughs> 
but it's like we romanticize now. Like I always think, you know, my friends and I just all we do is bitch about how of much stuff, stuff, yeah. stuff sucks. But you think back, like it sucked then it was too. So I was broke in yep. like walking places because yep. like my car was broken. Now like it fucking su- like it yeah. always sucks, but uh-huh. it just I I don't know. I it, think one of the funny things I think Kath Kath Barbadoro, a uh, friend of ours, comedian yep. Kath yep. Barbadoro, pointed out just like. It said something that just really resonated with me. She's like, uh, like, Gen, like every generation thinks that like, oh, we like ah, born at the wrong yeah. time. Like, like oh, the world's so fucked up. We like noticed all of, like all, all these problems exist. Gen X really feels like they discovered the problems. Yeah. Like yeah. they were the first one who yes. noticed things were fucked up. Yes. Uh-huh. It's just like, and, but and wear that as a fucking badge. Yeah. They just like, yep. we were the first one, we were the first generation to know that things weren't okay. Like, <laughs> Definitely. Like, that yeah. is what, something. What, what did you do to address it? We talked about yeah, it. We talked yes. about it. What do you mean yes. we had the real world? What do, what do you mean, what did we do? <laughs> Puck was there. It's like, we, it's like we got to see things, though. I do feel like we saw things kind of change mm-hmm. from like, the internet coming, but we weren't young enough to like take it, but like we saw the internet change. I feel like we saw comedy distinctly change from sort of pre-Simpsons to the Simpsons. And then after that, it sort of go from like cheesy sitcom to sort of much more ironic. But it just never feels like we were in a position to capitalize on any of it, you know, or at least that's how it feels like we weren't sort of young enough for the Internet. And yeah. it's like and, and when we were young, it's like the boomers really had a chokehold on everything. And it's like we got three years of music, you know, to sort mm-hmm. of be front and center. And then it was kind of back to classic rock. And that's that's just how it feels. It feels like we got our moment in the sun, but then it was taken away. It feels like women with Hillary Clinton, like they got that one run. And then, and then it was taken it's, away, and, and now it's, it's like over. never again. Yeah. Never you blew again. it. Yeah. <laughs> that was yeah. it. Yeah. That was the stop. That's well, how it were you born in eighty or seventy? Seventy six. Seventy six. Yeah. Okay. So I'm forty. I just turned forty five. Okay. Because uh, I'm eighty four. So yeah, there's like, man, it's amazing. But just like that five or six years, I that de- well, oh my god, must have dicked. Jesus, sorry. I'm like going through like because I also remember the day that I got the oh, inter- yeah like get, did I got the internet yeah. Um, but to being in that like weird position like culturally where like you said like not being able to like capitalize on it or like get get your shit to market fast enough yeah, or in yeah, the yeah, right yeah. packaging that like you know it feels like we were like, friends with people who like made it, but we didn't make it. And also in the '90s, like people glorify the night. There was a ton of like '70s worship. It oh, was like all a it ton was of was like, '70s. All it was it, was it '70s was huge. worship. Yeah, all especially of it. in yep. the early, but like all those fucking you know, uh, Zeppelin yep. made a big comeback, yep. and and uh, Eric Clapton mm-hmm. was fucking huge, and all that shit. So it was like Aerosmith was still around for some yeah. reason. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's uh, it's weird. I know everything is like, oh, 20 years ago is like cool again or whatever. Yeah. But man, the 70s stuff in the 90s was like, that's, I remember that. It that's was out oppressive. Of, it, yeah. was it was out it was, of control. Yeah. yeah, it just like, I, I, to the point where like, it wasn't even like, oh, it's suddenly influencing styles and culture and stuff. It's like, I, we are straight up fetishizing the 70s. Yeah, oh, like, this yeah. Is, yeah. Yeah. This yeah. is like Definitely. uncomfortable how much we're like yes. worshiping this decade. It was like nothing modern is good. Yeah. Like yeah. I remember having a friend and he was like, I won't buy any album made after 1980. It was like, yeah. shut the fuck up. <laughs> 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 and like, what's interesting though is because there that that's just, I feel like just that's how history works. It's like, you know, 
like Greece was made in the 80s and worshipped the 50s. Yeah. Like it's like you get this like two that decades back. Yep. You get a 20 year yep. like reference like where mm -hmm. like everything was good back then. So now we're in 2021. Yeah. Like don't you miss the Bush years? <laughs> that's that's what's so fascinating is that I feel and again I was like can I I truly cannot point to like after after 2000 after the in the new millennium I can't and I lived through this as like a teenager and a young adult. I can't look back on those on the last two decades and point the things like distinct, like culturally distinct about those things that isn't mired in despair. Yeah. Like that yeah. is there's like, one thing in the early 2000s that stands out. Well, <laughs> yeah, at the very beginning, like 2001, uh, sometime. <laughs> but I mean, that's what I'm talking about. It's just like we had like a horrendous thing happen at the very beginning of the millennium, and then like. Eight awful years followed by uh, uh, eight more years where we didn't fix the stuff from the past eight years mm -hmm. and bailed out banks to the tune of five trillion dollars mm -hmm. and then had the last like it really feels like the last 20 years. I'm like, what can we look like? What is going to be like culturally mimicked from the past? I know. I feel like 9-11 was just like a test. We failed, though, like as a country, because oh, it feels yeah. like as a country. We got like bullied at school or something like something where it was like clear, like everybody else was like, that sucks, man. Are you OK? And then we just came in the next week and shot up the school yeah, like, and just, just like absolutely. acted the fucking worst, like the worst re and or like tortured a dog to death. Yeah. Or something. That's how yeah. it feels like nothing since then we've done has been redeeming at all. Mm -hmm. We're still in these wars and it just it's, feels it's like it's not even just the international or overseas stuff. It's even like the domestic stuff. Yeah. I remember after 9-11, uh, it might have been a couple months later, it might have been the state of the next state of the union, like January 2002. Mm -hmm. I was down, because I was down at the Chewy's at Barton Springs Road, <laughs> and uh, I was waiting to get a table, and they had like the state of the union playing, and uh, I was watching it, I was waiting for my table, and George Bush talking about the, the creation of the Department of Homeland Security, yeah. and mm -hmm. Tom Ridge will be heading it up, and I watched it, I was like, oh, that's it. There we go. Yes. <laughs> everyone's and everyone's applauding bipartisan. Yeah, 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 yeah. This nope. Where this is this? Yep. Let's stop. How As, about we we right. think rationally about this? As right. we're recording this now, I think they announced that Rumsfeld died. Yeah, Rumsfeld yeah. dead. Yep. Yeah, and the only tragedy there is that it wasn't in the Hague. Yeah, it wasn't for war crimes. Pure evil. Yeah, yeah. I hope Dick Cheney's evil. just like pumping his own robot heart yeah. to is, try to is, squeeze out. Kissinger still alive? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think he's still going. No, the the the, the I mean, with with Rumsfeld uh, uh, biting the big one, it's just like a, a true archon of evil. Like, just like yeah. some real, like some real monsters are still like on the roaming this earth. Mm -hmm. uh, that yeah, ushered in some of the, like the worst shit imaginable. Uh, but yeah, I, yeah. As we speak, this will be, we're pre-taping though, right? So yeah, this will yeah. have been this will have been a week ago. Hey, remember when, when Don Rumsfeld this. died? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ask your parents. Yeah. They probably, they probably know who it is. Yeah. Uh, you're talking about culturally significant things from like that era, though, and I don't think that like what kind of comes back and comes to be is like the culturally significant stuff that are the touchstones for like what it, it's like. It's not that stuff. It's bucket hats. You know what I mean? Like that's the stuff where people go. What was 2000 like? And it was bucket hats. A and bucket like, hat and studded, white studded belts. Yeah, and it's like <laughs> sli oversized slipknot t-shirts and like 
the tail end of Jenko jeans. And like women that. were wearing backless shirts that were just yes. a triangle oh, of cloth uh-huh. right yeah. here. I forgot about that. And it looked like a handkerchief. Glorious. Yes. Yeah. But- <laughs> Butterfly clips in like a low rise jean. And like, chunky hair, di- yeah. hair uh, chunks yeah. died out of their hair. Well, that's, what it's, I, that's what I'm like, you know, the, the, the times, the, the actual times themselves, garbage. No, yeah, nothing. But, nothing. But I'm talking like, even I still can't think about like what will culturally kind of define and move the needle because like i don't i don't think slipknot t-shirts are coming back but i could be wrong corner the market on it now andrew uh you should check out tiktok because i disagree my my Uh, theory is that is hot (laughs) no yep yep crazy i i feel like everyone i feel like young people i feel like everybody under a certain age just sort of kind of escaped from society after that. I think mm-hmm. the technology got so good, the internet got so immersive, video games, all that shit where I, and, and uh, iPods came out. I felt like we could just kind of piece out of things yep. and make uh, start making our own little universe and ecosystems and not, I, I still think people are active, but it, it just, has always felt so hopeless Did, since then. Yeah. Like, oh, we're not in control of this. Well, like, very atomized. Well, I feel like just like the yeah, yeah, from yeah. from like mm-hmm. the beginning of the uh, yeah. of the millennium, just like things got very atomized very quickly. Mm-hmm. And yeah. like so, like broad cultural shifts in style, music, everything like that got very. I mean, for better or worse, like uh, you know, very individualized. Mm-hmm. And so, like yeah. there weren't like I think the like the bigger shifts and stuff that like you saw in the '90s with, I mean. The like resurgence of swing or like the Latin invasion. There was still kind of a central pop culture. Yeah. Yeah. And then it got. And much like a stockbroker in Tower Two, it got atomized oh after. Jesus, oh boy! Oh my God! It only took twenty years. We're there. Yeah, right. Twenty years, we can do that. I yes. Think. Wow. Boom. Oh wow. Well, <laughs> Gus, what do you think? <laughs> I don't know how to segue out of that. So didn't iPods launch like a month after September 11th, yeah. like October 2001? I remember reading think pieces like the iPod actually helped us get over 9-11. Like it was a salon. You like, could just write, salon. you can write salon. whatever you yeah. want. There was, I remember there was a very brief window in time when iPods first came out. Like they didn't have proprietary connectors or anything yet. It was just like, they only worked on Macs. It was like a Firewire mm-hmm. connection. You could plug it into a Mac and it popped up like an external hard drive yeah. and you just like copy your music to it. There was like a rash when they first came out where people would buy iPods and then just go to like CompUSA and plug them into like the demo Macs there yeah. and just copy all of the software off of that computer onto your iPod. And you could take it home and just plug it. It's like, yep. oh, I, I want Office, but I want to pay for it. You just had a portable hard drive. I just yeah. had my yes. iPod. I'm going to go take it, copy it off the computer at CompUSA. Now I've got Office at home. Yep. It's like there was a problem where they had to they had to like have signs like, do not plug your iPods into the computers. <laughs> Remember in AOL Instant Messenger, there was a file share button? Yeah. You could yeah, just yeah. send files back and forth. Yep. Yeah. Gracie, do you know what CompUSA is? All right, yeah. baby. I got remember when the iPod Minis came, the yeah. first little ones. The I, that was the my first iPod, mm. and I got it for Christmas, and I like brought it to, and like people, I was working in Waco, and people in the office were coming out to look at it. <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing. It holds how many? Two oh, hundred. Before that, it was like the Diamond Rio MP3 player, yeah. and it had like yep. thirty-two megabytes yep. of Zoom oh, yeah. It was something. like oh man, this shit sucks. Like mm-hmm. you, you can't even put a whole album on this and then the ipod came out and just fucking destroyed everything yeah. i remember when it launched there were so many fucking naysayers like oh that's too expensive nobody's gonna buy this oh, I remember what that, garbage yeah. yep. and it's like and then like two years later it was like there were no other mp3 right. players on, just, on the market just, i mean yeah just absolutely 
just scorched the earth yep. it just, it, for all of their technology. Yeah. Yep. They just like absolutely wiped it out. I just thinking that this just talk about like the like the late nineties, like turn of the turn of the century. Um, it's wild that that's what it was. Uh, turn of the century. <laughs> I just remember like seeing a bunch of like. Like the most garbage salon reminded me of this as well. Like garbage Newsweek covers, mm. and like Newsweek being a magazine that just had like had the most nonsense coverage. Just like children, spiritual gurus. Yeah. Like <laughs> just this like dead. Like you're not paying for this. I'm. Pay like, I remember that being. Those, I don't know why those images loom so large in my mind. <laughs> and it's like a picture of like a like a child, like half of their face in light and half of it like in shadow. And just like, I remember all those covers so distinctly Man, from that decade. Back when they were that making, did. still making money too. Yeah. And they're like. That yeah. doesn't just sum up Newsweek. That's so perfect. Yeah. When spiritual gurus? When I was in high school, my family had a subscription to Newsweek. Of course, We would get yeah. it in the mail every week. It was like the highlight of my week. Like what's going on in the world? And then you reach an age eventually where you're like, wait a minute. This is garbage. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and now, isn't it one of those websites that'll just anyone can submit to? Yeah, right. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. it's not, there's no, it's like Forbes. There's no cachet yep. of being able, of having written for news. No, absolutely not. Yeah, that's what looms, like, I, I am thinking back in my mind is having that exact same experience. It's like, what, like, it just flushed to the front of my brain. It was just like, yeah, being a kid and, like, getting Newsweek magazine. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Then, yeah, yeah, and then, yeah. like, yeah, you just like turn the page one day and go, "This is trash." Yeah. Like, wait this a minute, PJ O'Rourke doesn't know what the fuck he's <laughs> talking about. <laughs> what a deep pull. That's perfect. This, I mean, just like, yeah, it's like I I feel like the this is the this is like the the printing the, the magazine world's bulletin board, yeah. like college bulletin board. Like anybody could post any every other on here. cover of like I had Time magazine, mm -hmm. and it seemed like every other uh, every other cover was either a heavily photoshopped portrait of Bill Clinton or OJ. Yeah. Like that oh. was it just uh, yep. yeah man. Good or time. the world on fire. Yeah. You yes. know, like Ooh. the globe. Or burning. covered in oil. Yeah. Alternatively. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Which one? Covered in oil. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was either oh, on fire or covered in oil. Big time. I wonder Absolutely. if that I wonder Thank if God that we solved that. Us. I wonder if uh wonder if that did anything to our psyches as we saw that each and every week. Each and every week yep. in our homes yeah. coming to us. Our yep. most impressionable yep. uh moments of our lives. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Gus, why don't you take us home? Let's we gotta end this pre-recording. We have celebrating to do. Uh, thanks for watching. Uh, we didn't even talk about Fourth of July, which is why we're having a pre Oh, I think, I, hey, I think in a roundabout way, we talked we about Fourth of we July. Did. Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll be back again live next week. Thanks for watching. Bye.